0: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
1: Very sexy robot.
0: Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga.
1: My mother had a bad experience with these goats.
0: Let's hump the fence. It's Al
1: and Jerry's post game podcast.
0: All right, Tuesday podcast for you, Al Dukes. What do you make of hyping?
1: Oh, hi, Jerry. I should let uh, people know right off the bat, for some reason, on the Radio.com app, when people wake up in the morning, if they wake up at, let's say, 6.20, Jerry, and they Mm -hmm. feel like listening to the show's in order, they want to hear the warm-up show, then the beginning of Boomer and Geo, the warm-up show, uh, for the past couple days, has not been available on Rewind.
0: Well, why is this?
1: And when you click on it, people have sent me screen grabs that says, this show is only available live
0: Ooh, I like that. So, if we make so, a mistake.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I did delve into that this morning, finally, Jerry. And it appears that it was some sort of computer scheduling error, which had the warm up show set to stop being on rewind on June 26, 2020. Really? So, the guy tells me that he changed the date to 2021. And to see uh, what will happen here. So uh, hopefully that gets back on track. But for those of you who have tweeted to me, I'm listening. Is that when we're getting
0: fired? June of 2021.
1: (laughs) I hope not, Jerry. When the link expires. I'm here for you, everybody with the link. I'm here for you. Nice. That's what you're supposed to say to people, Jerry, when they're going through a tough time. And you don't know what to say. You're just supposed to say, I'm here for you.
0: I think I just look at them awkwardly
1: and <laughs> go, "Yeah, that sucks."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that sucks. Tough You're supposed to say, man. "Well, listen, if uh, yeah, that's tough. If you need anything, you know, I'm here." And what that means is, please don't need anything. <laughs> Cause I'm you. not really here, but I'm supposed to say I'm here for you.
0: Please, I'm begging you, leave me alone. <laughs>
1: The Seinfeld, the both the Jerry and Elaine when a when a couple that they they both were interested. What, Jerry was interested in the woman, Elaine was interested in the man of this relationship, and they were they were going to break they were breaking up this couple. So I do remember this one. So they they both both Jerry and Elaine went with the I'm here for you as a way to, you know, engage them in conversation without looking like they were trying to scoop them up right out of a relationship. But it
0: didn't work because they got back together.
1: Yeah, I think they got back together. That's right. I'm here for you. Uh, what else? I wrote down a couple of things here, Jerry. Um, oh, we've been running a promo on WFAN, Top of the Hour, that, that gives you like a history of WFAN 33 years ago, blah, blah, blah. No. And we, they, part of the clip is Susan Waldman, uh, which I believe are the first words that were said on WFAN, and she says, good afternoon, everybody. Yes. And is that where Mad Dog got his good afternoon, and everybody, or did he no, was he doing so. that on his own?
0: No, I think she just went on at three o'clock and signed on and said good afternoon. I think he because he was he wasn't right then and there uh, when he was he wasn't working here in 1987 when it started. Right, um, he was WMCA, I believe. I think brokering time actually. If I yeah, mean. I'm pretty sure. But I think when he got to the station, that's just how he opened the show. You know, just the way. Tony it's it's funny how when Tony Page started his show um, I loved the Ace Ventura all righty then and I figured Mm -hmm. if I ever do a show that's how I'm going to start the show you say all righty then yeah and then one night out of nowhere Tony started doing it and it became his thing I'm like well there goes that really can't can't do that now that was again I was 23 wondering if I was ever going to do a talk show because I wasn't sure if I wanted to back then but yeah Tony started doing it and Tony that's how he started every show after that so
1: even up until he retired, he would open his shows with all righty. Then
0: almost certain. Now wow. I didn't hear him start a show at two o'clock in the morning for the last right. five or six years. Exactly. I did hear him one time getting off the plane from Rutgers when he did. I don't know if it was every night, but hmm. he did do it, which tells me he was still doing that and still starting his shows that way. Yeah. So oh I yeah, I don't think that's why Russo did it. But I you know I can't say you know hundred percent certainty, right. but I don't think so.
1: Okay, and uh, they're also running a what they're calling "Best of Boomer and Carton" for yes, one hour this about weekend.
0: One hour this weekend. What time do we know?
1: Uh, I do have a time. I'll have to look. It's on the website. Okay. Uh, actually, I think it's eight o'clock at night.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, um, uh, July, just an hour. The July
1: the Fourth of July, and then an hour of uh, Boomer and Geo. Uh, cool. Best of, but All it's right. weird. Like they they calling it "Best of Boomer and Carton," but it's not. It's not okay. the best stuff. It's like, because we're all in different areas, access to the stuff is, you know, they're looking for, they don't want, I can't, you know, we originally pulled a bunch of short things. Right. Short clips, but they didn't sound, they sounded very disjointed, I guess, put together, according to Mr. Chernoff. Didn't, well,
0: one of us should have narrated.
1: Well, I, I was willing to narrate in between, but I guess it still seemed disjointed.
0: All right.
1: Then it was like, well... Let's pull some interviews because... Those are boring. Right, but everything else is too topical. So I was like, okay, well, let me try to think of some interviews like off the top of my head. And, and I, I remember one of the best ones was when Charles Oakley and Carl Malone came in together. Okay. But then it's like, oh, whoa, did they say anything about MSG? It's like, holy crap. Then it was like, and the Dove pulled out. Oh, there's Mark Chernoff right now calling me. I guess he doesn't know we do a podcast, Jerry. Hmm. Um, then there was like uh, then then uh, then I like the one of Johnny Bench where Craig wears the chicken costume. Right, but that's so, okay, more visual though too. Vi- right, it's not. It's like uh, then Dova's like oh, I found this Hulk Hogan interview where he talks about his wife's divorce, and then they're like, no, we don't want to bring up the divorce. Like, holy oh, mac, my god. We're in an era where everybody's so sensitive about everything. It's like whatever. Huh. an
0: hour. I did talk to Craig yesterday. You did? I did. But I did speak to him briefly. Yeah. I did. He was able to say hello. That was nice. Okay. Uh, How so did that? It,
1: did that feel good?
0: Yeah. Well, did it feel good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was It was actually nice to hear from him. Yes. Yeah. So it was good. We had a little five-minute conversation. It was, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Got the low down on you know what it is for him and what things are like, and yeah it was right. good. It was it was good to hear from him yes, that's all I'll he's say.
1: still in some sort of limbo. I don't know how much he wants yes. uh, revealed, but he's in no, still some some sort of limbo which uh, is is annoying to him yeah, as sure. I imagine
0: but as he also said, where he is is a lot better than where he was so right He's not um, in
1: prison, he's in a little limbo situation
0: without revealing it, so did yeah. you make the, de- the was the decision made on the segments
1: no, it's still not yet.
0: Really? Did you take? I gave you a suggestion. Did you like mine?
1: Which one was yours again?
0: Tom Coughlin, the climb, which to me is timeless. I don't think that's topical at all. Right. That's him doing Tom Coughlin, who was the head coach of the Giants yeah, see, forever. But, here.
1: Yeah, but the the problem as Mark is looking at is that he doesn't like the short, short segments. Oh my gosh. And I'll they're be. all kind of short segments. If they're truly best of
0: Yeah, but that would have been about five minutes. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. I don't know. Because I remember, you know, if you go back to when we used to do Best of Imus, and I used to remember they would put, you know, the ones I didn't like were the ones that were, like, recent. Right. I loved it when they would take a week off around Christmas and they'd run Best of for a week and they would dig deep into the archives and you would get stuff, let's say, in 2003, 2002, they'd play stuff from 1996. And it was funny, and because you hadn't heard it in a while, right. and it didn't matter that it was topical, or it wasn't. You know, I, I put, know. But, uh,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, it just it's it's frustrating. I understand. You know, you got to be careful with what we play. I understand that, and you don't want to confuse the audience when they tune in. But if it's promoted well and people know it's the best of, I think they're hoping to tune in to hear stuff from 10 years ago.
1: Even like when Howard Stern moved over to Sirius. And then he was. There was a big battle with the the company at the time as to who owned his library. Sure, of course, yeah. <clears throat> and the uh, C- uh, CBS Radio at the time ended up selling him his library. Right, I think they came to a mutually agreed upon price because, right, in the past, normally, same with like Opie and Anthony. It's like Opie and Anthony can't do anything with their library without the CBS. Um, uh, people agreeing and CBS can't do anything with the opium Anthony library sure. without opium Anthony. So you end up, and this happened with, uh, even like uh, Tom green at MTV. Like I love Tom green when we had him in one time, I said, what, why isn't your, st- why can't we get your stuff? Like, why won't they put out a, uh, a best of, or, and he right. said, the same thing. He's like, because MTV can't do anything without me. I can't do anything without MTV. And no one can agree. And so it it's so it just sits there. Land. And nowhere's land. Yeah, that's terrible. So, like, so Howard Stern got all of his stuff. But whenever they do best of, it's always recent. Because right. I think they're afraid to play anything that is somewhat controversial. Because of uh, certainly now, the time we're living in, where everyone wants everything canceled and everybody fired. So it's not worth it. So it's like, is it worth it to pull out a hilarious thing that somebody might be offended by? Or is it easier just to run something from, you know, two weeks ago? No, you're right. Because you've got
0: to sift through it and listen through it. Right. It's didn't take an inordinate amount of time,
1: right? So it's like I'm just going on vacation. Here's he's we're going to need twenty hours. Someone listen to this. It's like I can't listen to twenty hours. Yeah, you're right. You're they just can't run it anymore. It's it's just it's, it's, I hate that we're in cancel culture as they call it, Jerry. Is that what cancel? They call it? Yeah, cancel culture. Got it. Or they want everything canceled. Everybody yeah. wants everything canceled. That's offensive.
0: Understood. All or right. deemed
1: offensive. Well, hey, good luck with the here? best of them. Oh, good luck with that one, Jerry. Oh, Jerry, I'm uh be changing out a light switch today.
0: Okay, that's easy.
1: That's easy, right?
0: Yeah, it's a piece. Of, that's I actually mean, uh, a piece of cake.
1: E- e- as easy as changing out a light fixture.
0: Easier. A light Easier. switch. Yeah. You mean the thing on the wall that you flip up and down? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. That that's actually easy. I've done them numerous times. I got a, times.
1: D- i got a. I bought a new. Um, I have a dimmer. It's on a dimmer switch already. Not and so I,
0: sure if those are as easy, but. I've and never I done bought a dimmer, dimmer switch. switch. It looks like oh, okay. it's only so got three sh- wires. Then it should be the same. That's that's not, not a yeah. big deal. Um, so I'm going to do that. You're Al's Boring Handyman Repair, LLC. Yeah.
1: Jerry, I've changed out uh, shades on almost all of my windows. I nice. just changed out that bathroom light, and I'm going to change out this light switch.
0: Very accomplished, isn't it? Yeah, it, it feels, feels good. Like, yes, I totally agree with you. It
1: feels very good. Yep. Then I had a question for you. Um, you know how we're in <clears throat> tick season, as they call it, Jerry? Yeah. A lot of ticks.
0: Don't tell me you got another one on your No, face. no, no.
1: But are ticks only in areas where there are deer? Like do the deer carry the ticks?
0: Wo- I thought anywhere there's woods. I'll That's give you a, a
1: question I have. In Bradley Beach, there's a very small area that they built a couple of years ago after Hurricane Sandy. It's it's right. like this this little wildlife preserve they built. It's small. Okay. But it's all wood it's all woodsy. And the dog loves to like go in there. But there are no deer here, so are there ticks in there, or are there not ticks in there?
0: Well, number four, number one, you got you have uh, you've given her tick medicine, right? I have, yeah. All right, so number one, you should be okay. Okay. Doesn't mean you shouldn't, you shouldn't still check uh, right. when you come in from a walk like that. I I, I got to be honest, I don't know the answer to that. I mm. always thought wherever there are trees and and leaves, check for ticks. Okay. I, I don't know otherwise. So if someone
1: can answer that for me on Twitter, just let me know. It. it are there ticks in areas without deer or are deer the ones who are bringing the ticks to us?
0: Great question. There's also, I would think al- as long as deer have roamed, there's a chance that there are ticks there.
1: There's also a, an alternative rock band called deer tick.
0: Is that true? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You guys were talking about something today. I thought was a good name for a band. <laughs>
1: What's that? Uh, boot and a cane. Boot and a cane. Like Geo talked about how at the age of 28, yes. because of the gout, he had yeah. to wear a boot. And he had a walk with a cane. Yeah. I, that I, is I, something. That's was catching me. Boot in a cane. Boot in a cane.
0: Kind of flows.
1: Live at the Stone Pony. Boot in a cane.
0: Yeah. But I think it's better be than a Great in a logo. Can.
1: Right. Meat and a can could open up for them. <laughs> boot in a cane, you could have like a, oh. a nice boot logo and a cane logo. And here's all your. A
0: good, here's a good fun <clears throat> segment. Okay. Since you're talking about music and it, it ties into what we were talking about before. What about when Craig thought he could write a song? Right. And then we went into the studio and tried to perform the song. And it was a, cle- a complete and utter disaster.
1: I don't but remember that.
0: You don't remember that? I really? remember.
1: I don't. Here's what I, I do remember. Craig get, grabbing a pad and r- trying to write a song in the break. I don't recall us performing yes. it.
0: And then he sent this into Zach's studio. Oh, boy. I actually didn't do it. I forget why. I had to go, I don't know why. I was, the, oh, I think I had to do 10 10 wins. And so I couldn't go in and record with you guys. But then when we played it, it was so atrocious. Mm, shocking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very that surprised was, to hear that. That was the day he's like, anybody can be a songwriter and I'll yeah. prove it. <laughs> the problem is we didn't have the singers.
1: <clears throat> I have a good song. I have a good chorus to a song, which I never want to give away because I legitimately think it could be a catchy chorus. I have no verses and I don't know who to give it to.
0: Hmm, who's to I can... take the blame when I'm walking around with a boot and a cane? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, if you write that, we'll have two songs for <laughs> an album. I like okay.
0: that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I would not share it because people will steal it from you. Right. Like,
1: do, do I send it to Mark Roberge of OAR and see if he wants to uh, have it for a chorus?
0: You, so all you have is the chorus. Do you have yeah. any lyrics around I,
1: it? I have the lyrics around the the chorus, but I don't have any. I don't have any
0: verses. So you don't have a full song.
1: No. But the most important part of the song I have, The
0: Hook. The Hook. So copyright The Hook and see if he'll do it.
1: And I don't want to give it to like, like I don't want some listener with a band to say, oh, we'll do it.
0: Why don't you give I, it to the fried I, onions in Giannotti?
1: He's the, the jalapeno dream? Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, they're not going to make money with it. I need somebody who's going to make money with it.
0: So, call Mark Roberts, see if he and him and OAR are interested, and make sure it's copyrighted. And then you split the profits uh, 33% for you, 66% for them, because they have to write the rest of the song and perform it and sell it.
1: I need to give it to somebody like Billie Eilish, someone who's got cachet with the with the kids.
0: So now Mark oh, Roberts. Justin is not Bieber. Eh, I see selling well, a lot of records. You have a contact for Justin Bieber. You, I you don't. can call Mark Roberts.
1: I could text him this. I said, what do you think of this song?
0: Why don't you call, uh, who's our guy that comes to do the shows? What shows? The live shows.
1: Bob Holding. Yeah. Again, he doesn't sell a lot of records. I can't give it to him. I'm not going to make any money. I need I need to get this in the hands of a Justin Bieber.
0: How about the Billy Joel guy? No. maybe he goes from him to Billy Joel.
1: Mm. Billy Joel only performs his own, he only puts out his own songs. He's done putting out songs.
0: Right, but he's going to, oh, I see.
1: You know what I'm saying, Jerry?
0: Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. Who else? Is and it's very much—it's—it's
1: it, it's a teen angst song, so it needs to be somebody younger.
0: Okay, teen angst song—is this about mental health?
1: No, no, it's not about mental health. It's just I—I I picture like a young pop, alternative pop band, like like a good Charlotte doing
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you call Twenty One Pilots?
1: Uh, yeah, I need like a Twenty One Pilots to re- to do this, Jerry.
0: All right, how do we reach out to them? I don't know. Hmm. All right.
1: you're right just sent it to mark robert she'll actually take my calls
0: what about jay-z boomer jay no i him.
1: can't it's it's so childish it's too childish uh, for jay-z
0: how childish is it? oh, well it's we childish okay interesting maybe All i'll right. perform well,
1: it for you one day after i uh copyright it
0: that's fine i'm gonna copyright who's to blame for my boot my cane
1: yeah that's good that uh by the way country artists should be fighting over that <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ship that right to nashville
0: I should let me copyright it.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I could see yeah, like a Sam uh, Hunt. Can he help me?
1: Sam Hunt or like uh, uh who's the uh
0: uh, uh what the hell's his name? Tricia Yearwood.
1: No. You no, need I like you need a kick ass guy.
0: I need a kick ass guy. What the Willie hell's Nelson, the kick-ass. he's still singing. <laughs> Willie Nelson, no. <laughs> Travis Tritt.
1: No, he's also old. I'm trying to that guy no. have the guy pictured in my head, his name will not come to me. You about can't kicking ass and
0: and taking names and being American.
1: Who knows? I I I I'm picturing the guy who was really angry at Dixie Chicks a number of years ago.
0: I don't know. see. I don't know uh, this. Damn it! I know. I like Sam Hunt. I always, you know, he's the one country artist I've had on my Spotify account yeah. for about a year, maybe a year and a half now. Other than that, I don't have much country music at all. I don't know it. Hold on, I gotta get this. A lot of the songs are depressing about breakups and, you know, alcohol addiction. Keith something, not Keith Keith Urban.
1: Urban? No, Keith Country. Keith Country. (laughs) Toby Keith. Oh, jeez. Toby Keith, Jerry, that's who could do your song.
0: It wasn't Keith something, it was something Keith. No, something Keith. (laughs) Toby Keith.
1: He could do your song, Jerry.
0: Show me who's to blame for this boot in my cane. <laughs> yeah. Come on, kick ass America. We could copyright it and make millions.
1: Yeah. you you'll make millions on yours, and i have to find some uh alternative rock band with my teen acts. We we'll just song. start
0: with O A R first, and if he turns you down, okay. at least you can get to him. Right. Everyone else is a pipe dream. Right. Like you can literally you can literally text him.
1: Right. And say, you'll what get a do you response? think of this chorus?
0: He'll tell you to drop dead, or he'll give you a try.
1: He'll say this is great. I'll see if my kid wants to sing it. It's very childish.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if not, call Nickelodeon. I mean, I'm not sure which direction. <laughs> it's not you're that going
1: childish. In. It's like.
0: What about Ariana Grande? Could she help you?
1: No, no. no. It's 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 got to be like a like like uh, I really. It's like a if you picture like a good Charlotte when they were in their heyday. Sure. Okay. Like that type of band.
0: All right, it's like a pop rock band. Yeah, like like,
1: like a blink-182 when sure. they were younger. They're too old now for this song.
0: They're like in their 40s, aren't they? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I got All right, I'll try to find somebody. You only have one con. Who was the Purdue Eric Olson? Was that the Eric producer? Eric Olson, record producer? yeah. Why do not you send it to him? You have his number?
1: Yeah, I do. Right. You know who also would uh take would take an email from me? The dude from Train.
0: Oh, what's his name?
1: The dude Not from good. Train. No, he <laughs> Pat Monahan.
0: Okay. So you've got three legit contacts right. that you could sell this to
1: Pat Monahan, Mark Roberge, Eric Olson from the yes. record company.
0: Yeah. And I played golf with Eric Olson at Craig's event one year. Really and good Meanwhile,
1: guy. I've been sitting on this song for years, Jerry.
0: Ooh, does Harris Allen have any contacts in the music <laughs> business anymore?
1: He's got all classic rock contacts. <laughs> <laughs> he's busy yelling about the president on his social media nonstop. He, he's not interested Is in my music true? anymore. Oh, my gosh, yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I don't oh, know.
1: he's very, very. Me and, oh, I know
0: that. I know.
1: Me and Harris are very friendly in person, but we battle on social media sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't let it affect our personal relationship.
0: Why am I not surprised?
1: In person, uh, we only talk about rock.
0: That's tremendous. Well, that's also Harris and Boomer, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. But not online, surprised. we'll battle. Yeah, all right, well, hey, here's the Good Few segment of the podcast. <laughs> good hey, for good you. For you. <laughs>
1: All right, Jerry, let's do the uh, warm up show.
0: Let's do it. I hear it's an hour.
1: An exclusive here. You cannot get this on Rewind, it is not available. You can only get it live or in podcast form. It is next. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> the warm-up show with alan jerry no longer the shortest show on wfan now it's a tie
0: a few minutes after five o'clock on a tuesday morning i'm in central jersey al dukes is down the jersey shore we say what's up
1: oh hi jerry and on friday we're going to be the longest show on wfan
0: that is five hours that's right At least the longest show right now, because for once upon a time, Mike and the Mad Dog did 1 to 620, which was five hours and 20 minutes. And they did it every day for years and years and years. Oh,
1: I'm not going to count that. I'm going to say just for like this week, we will be the longest show on
0: WFAN. And the longest show since Mike retired the first time. That is true.
1: So then historically, Jerry, would you say in the history of WFAN, we will be the second longest show ever?
0: Uh, third, because there was a 24-hour Mike and the Mad Dog oh. show once.
1: All right, so 24-hour Mike and the Mad Dog show, a uh, five-and-a-half-hour Mike and the Mad Dog show, third place Al Jerry warm-up show, July 3rd, 2020.
0: I would say that's probably right, although I think Kim Jones did a five-hour Saturday show once.
1: Are we going to count the uh, overnight <laughs> shows? Because those are like five hours long. No, uh,
0: well, I mean... they used to be four hours and 40 minutes, or four hours and 20 minutes. You used to be okay. one to five-twenty. And then Tony Page used to do 2 to 5.40 coming to us.
1: I don't need any nasty emails from Tony Page saying he had a longer show than five uh, hours. You know,
0: Tony called me the other day, but I did not what? see my phone. I need to call him back. Ooh, I yeah. wonder what that's about. I think he was saying hello. Is he a? F- I don't picture
1: Tony being Tony Page being a phone guy. Um.
0: He, well, he, I'll tell you what, he's not. Hello, he's not Jerry. a texting guy. No, that I could definitely see. So I think if he wants to say hi, he's going to get on the phone and say, hey. Really? Yeah. So I have to call him back today or tomorrow. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. How about that? I didn't get a Tony call. Well, you know what? Some of would, us are a little more special than others. That
1: would be an <laughs> awkward call, I think, Tony and I on the phone. Cause I well, don't, your
0: conversations were awkward. So Yeah, why? our
1: conversations were awkward. I'm not great on the phone. I can't imagine Tony's great on the phone.
0: Um, Tony's a good talker, though. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you would have given him a chance... um. Tony's the type that can hold a conversation.
1: Could you let Tom Izzo record that? I would no. love to see a video of you and Tony talking on the phone, like you doing yard—you know, you putting your headset in, doing yard the work. Headset. yeah, I put like headset,
0: and I put the phone up to my ear and I talk.
1: I I almost never have a phone conversation that doesn't include my AirPods. Hey, here's the good for you segment. Good for you. <laughs> good for you, because otherwise. You're on the phone, getting nothing done that you could be getting done in the world. Not doing you could anything be du- anyway. You could be dusting. You could be straightening up. You could, could be, be dusting. Doing a million different things, I mean, but someone's got you since
0: my parents paid me eight dollars an hour to dust the house when I was sixteen.
1: Meanwhile, you're trapped on the phone with that phone to your ear, that that no, Google phone trapped. that you love so
0: much, Samsung Galaxy.
1: That Samsung
0: Galaxy that you love so much, keeping it so close to your ears. I've had one phone call since I got the phone last Wednesday. <laughs> So I don't know how you're talking about being trapped. And plus, I'm very good with if I've had enough of the conversation, I, I got to run. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, going.
1: I got the the, the kids there calling. And that's it.
0: Guts to goes.
1: Now, did this Tony's phone come up as on an ID that says Tony Page? or well, does it, just, no. Did you just leave a
0: message? How did you know it was him? That's the funny thing. I have his phone number stored in my phone, and yet it comes up some – it doesn't come up Tony Page. It mm. comes up with a number. A secret name. It's very odd, yes. Yeah. So Now, he also called me about two months ago, um, but he didn't leave a message. So when I saw the missed call, he left a message this time, and I saw it was a second missed call from that number. The first time, no message. I had no idea who it was. There was no whatever. I didn't know who it was. Now I see Tony's called me twice. Mm-hmm. But now I know because he left a message this time. But it doesn't it, come up Tony Page. Did it seem urgent? No. The voicemail was just basically checking in to say hello. Okay. See how does he talk are.
1: fast? Like when he used to give the phone number out, he'd be like three well, seven seven three three seven. 6, I see. 6, 6, here's 6, 6.
0: The, the you know he. Don't, I don't know because I listened voice to text.
1: Oh boy! Wow! You got all the technology so I, going on over there. I
0: didn't even listen. Okay. To be honest. I didn't need to.
1: Fair enough, but I think you got to call him back. This guy's reached out on multiple occasions. Twice. He may have uh, something going on that he needs your advice. He may have something that uh, he, he's suggesting you for a part-time job, uh, broadcasting-wise, a play-by-play situation. And Fliegelman tells me what
0: he might be working a shift this weekend.
1: Oh, actually, yes, I saw I saw a schedule that has Tony Page on it.
0: That's awesome. Good for it. You know what? That's hey, exactly. This is a big good for you segment, Okay, yeah. Because that's exactly what I think Tony, when he retired, I think he was tired of the day-to-day grind of doing it five okay. nights a week, you know, because Tony I'm is not an old guy, but he's not a young guy either. I think he's in his 60s. Yeah. I think this is probably what he wanted, do a shift once in a while, maybe once a week, something like that. So this is perfect for him. I'm happy to hear that.
1: Okay, I'm looking to see. I did see a schedule that had Tony Page, but he, he seemed to be teamed with somebody when I saw Two to three on Sunday with Steve. That's my kind of show. One hour paired with somebody. That's what you and I do every day, Jerry. That That's the true. way to do a show. You feel like you did something for the day. It didn't take your whole day. You could probably So we're done at it. 6 o'clock then? 6 o'clock. And I'm going to shut it day. down. Let's take the dog out for a walk. <laughs> I do have to cut my fingernails, and I've noticed this, Jerry. Perhaps you can you can verify this. Do your fingernails grow faster than your toenails?
0: I don't think so. So, when you trim your fingernails, you also trim your toenails. Well, sadly, I have a bad habit of biting my fingernails. Okay, um, so I I don't know. Really? So you don't need to trim your fingernails; you bite them yourself like an animal of, it's in the been woods. A, it's, yes, it's been a bad habit of mine. Now, mm-hmm. not you know, I'm not the type to chews them down to where you know it's all We're red, bleeding, infected. No, nothing like that. But that's been one thing I've never been able to uh, stop.
1: Yeah, I've tried; has right. not worked out so well. You quit smoking. Oh you god. You quit chewing tobacco. Years and years and years ago. But yes. you still chew your fingernails. Yes, correct. I used to bite them down to like where they would bleed. Oh god, no. Oof. I don't
0: understand that. How? I know. I don't know cuz they would just keep going, you'd be like I think I could get that one little extra Oh little god, piece. no. That, that's the one thing as bad like as the animal. habit is, that's one thing that I've never done. I don't think ever. Another good for you. Hey boy, this is a big good for you morning.
1: Jerry, here in New Jersey, the governor has shut down this idea of um, having indoor dining. Yeah, cause as he calls it, some knuckleheads. I don't like that. Like, I did see pictures from Donovan's Reef in Seabright, and I drove personally drove by DJs in Belmar, and it yeah. would they were they were packed. Yes, people were standing right next to each other, no masks, this this sort of thing. So he's blaming essentially the, those places for shutting down indoor dining but why not just why
0: not punish those places that are getting out of hand why why ruin it for everybody i because you're right my guess would be and i don't know the answer to this but my guess would be you would probably have to shut down a lot of places or punish a lot of places
1: right but if like you heard a lot like if let's say you are a you are a bar owner and you heard they were punishing places then maybe you wouldn't let You know, all these teenagers hanging around.
0: That's probably true. I mean, we went to, I think I told you last week, we went to the place Maloney's in Matawan last week. Yes. And they were, by the book, uh, outstanding outdoor dining. Tables were spaced beautifully apart. They would not let you in. Now, mind you, it was outdoor dining, but you still had to walk through a vacant restaurant, basically, to get outside. And she said, and I left the masks in the car because we were eating outside. So she said... You have to go get the mask. Like, you cannot walk. You can't step foot in here without the mask on. And then she's like, plus, we have a brand-new box if you would like them so you don't have to walk back to your car, which was great. Ooh, a box of masks. They did it by the book, and I thought it was outstanding. And so that's a place I will go back to again. So you're right. There's no reason why you can't do that. I think my guess would be a lot of places get overwhelmed as more and more people come in. I think things start well, but then you have a drink. Like, there's a place by me that you could see they were taking it as serious as serious could be. They spaced out. They tried to make, like, an outdoor bar type of thing because it's not really an outside facility. And they did a nice job with the tents, and they made, like, you know, uh, temporary bar structures. And you could see at first, like, they were trying. And then I went back a couple of hours later, um, and it was a little bit tighter. And then later in the evening, I drove by, and there's just too many people. And I'm not even saying it was, like, 100% capacity. It was not. But there's just too many people. Once you start having a drink or two, your senses get a little confused, and I don't know. I don't know how you police. It. It's really hard. Well, because
1: I've seen places they have a cl- you need a clicker person in the front. Click sure. a person in, click a person out. Click, right.
0: click, 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 click. But my my point is, you can do that. It's not going to stop people from all of a sudden going from five six feet apart to as they're talking, getting closer, and next right. thing you know, you're shoulder to shoulder with someone, and you didn't even mean to be. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, for instance, mm-hmm. I know we have fun with it, but I run this little cornhole league, as you know. Oh, yes. So we started last night outside. Not allowed inside. I'm, I want nothing to do with doing anything indoors right now. Plus, it's not allowed. So it's outside. We space the boards like 15 feet apart. I mean, we could not have been spaced better. And it all starts well. And then from time to time, you look over, and out of habit, guys are high-fiving. I'm like, no, no, guys, we can't be doing this. And it's like, oh, I forgot. That's right, right. And it's just, it's, it's a hard thing to police. It's really difficult. So, like, we were, we were, you know, struggling with that a little bit last night, trying to make sure everybody kept to them, kept to themselves, right. So all of a sudden, you get a.
1: Do you call it a hole in one uh, in cornhole if you throw it through the hole?
0: Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. A couple of it's, guys. It's a three. <laughs> Get three high
1: five in hugging, making out. There was as no hugging.
0: There was no making out. There was nothing like that okay. for the most part. You know, some of the guys had masks on. Some didn't. Um, but to me, as long as we're outside, as long as you are spaced, we're good to go. And for the most part, it was fine. But there were a couple of instances where it wasn't fine. Right. Probably that dude, Connor, right? <laughs> Connor was good, actually. Jerry. Connor was complaining he couldn't see.
1: I see a lot of uh, coronavirus sports news though this morning. Not good. I see I see a bunch of players uh, bailing on their uh, sports. I see yeah. uh, baseball wise, we got the Diamondbacks pitcher Mike Leake, the Nationals Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, the Rockies Ian Desmond, all are opting out of the twenty twenty restart. Course, yes, not even restart for them; it's a start to play. They're out. Yeah, out for fear of their fa- for their families. Sure. This sort of thing. And then in basketball... This
0: one is really bad because the Nets are basically sending a team that's not going to be recognizable
1: to yeah. Orlando. Uh, poor Evan Roberts. The DeAndre Jordan opts out after he tests positive. Spencer Dinwiddie tests positive.
0: Hasn't opted out yet. Yeah, that's interesting. Sh- yeah, well, I mean, because it's June 29th when he, figured, when he found out he was positive. So if you take two weeks off that, I mean, you're still not even two weeks away from the start. I mean, if they're, I think the Nets don't play until July 31st would be their opener against oh, the Magic, so I may, think. he may be able to get in the mix. Well, yeah, if he wants to. So if he tested positive on June, June 29th, or excuse me, got the positive result June 29th, which means he probably tested on the 28th, if you take that 14 days out, you're at July 11th or 12th. I mean, you're still three weeks away from the start of the season. So it's going to be up to him if he wants to play. Um, I'll tell you this. As someone who watches the Nets often, if Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't play, we know Jordan's out. Durant's not playing. Irving's not coming back. It's almost as if, who are they? Like, who are they playing? I mean, Wilson Chandler wasn't there all year, so it's like, whatever. He opted out the other night. But it's like, man, oh, man. And then what if another couple of guys test positive? Like, right. what is the team going to look like?
1: And what is, what is the Evan Roberts podcast going to sound like? He's going to be so upset with these I losses. Would. His team is
0: is a shell of itself. Yeah, well, you know what? They could be seven games and out. I mean, they're only they're in the seventh spot, I believe, but they're not far out from you know, like their lead on eight is not great. I think it's like four games on on Washington, I guess it is. But I don't know. It's an un- it'll be an unrecognizable team. It'll be weird.
1: Yeah, and earlier in the day, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, revealed what he was going to put on his jersey. You know, like the NBA is going to let them do, um, what do you call them, like social
0: justice type of messages right.
1: on their uh, jerseys? He was going to put trillion. Now, on that his. was for
0: what? For the national debt?
1: A uh, reference to the national debt. Okay. I'm no. not sure I understand what he's he
0: saying about it. I don't, other than that it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, okay. Look at this national debt, terrible. Right. But I like
1: listen to I bet you he'd be the only p- uh, player in the NBA that was referencing national g- debt.
0: Yeah, he might be. I so find that would it hard to exciting. believe someone else even cares about that. I know I don't I don't do. You? Me
1: neither. It's too high. Like <laughs> right, right. Like it's, it's it's an astronomical number. Right. And we're still getting on <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> it's like if I owed you a million dollars Jerry, I'd be like I'm I'm never going to be able to pay Jerry his million dollars. So make it a million
0: one. No, you could just take it out of your 401k. My you <laughs> 401k? You, is there any chance you owe me a million dollars? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'd be awesome
1: for you. I'd be very happy to, to accept it. <laughs> if somewhere you had an email that said, I owed you $1
0: million. Yeah, let's go get your accountant on the line and your banker. <laughs> We're a little withdrawal, and you're going to have to pay a 10% tax on that. But you know what? You'll have no debt. Right, I just make you
1: a payment every month. Just like I have a mortgage no, payment. No, I have the a check now. Pa- oh, you want a big fat
0: check. Oh, that would be good. Ooh, that would be interesting. If you gave me a check every month. Every month. Then, then all of a sudden I wouldn't have a mortgage payment. Oh, that right. would be kind of cool. Right, yes, yeah, so you I'm, can I'm, start sending those this week. I'm
1: paying your mortgage payment as part of my $1 million debt to you.
0: How sweet would
1: that be oh. to not have a mortgage payment? That would be awesome. I hear payment. Dave Ramsey talk about it all the time. Well,
0: he's, you know what? I mean, I, lo- <laughs> I love that show, and I feel like I was listening to that show years and years and years Financial ago. Financial guru. Yeah. I, I remember when I was picking up Matthew at school when he was in third grade, I used to listen to that show. And even back then, and I find you're coming to the same conclusion I come to, great advice. Great advice. The problem is not practical in most cases. Well, not practical in this area. No, not where we live. Not in California either. Right. Exactly. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to buy a house, but your house is only going to be You're only going to spend 10% of your net income. Great. Thanks, Dave. I'll live in a trailer. No, this is what he wants. He wants you to put a, break. a massive down payment on
1: your house. Right. Which not many people can do. He wants you to do a 15 year mortgage. Which not many people can do. And he wants your mortgage payment to be.
0: One fourth of your take-home pay, right? Which again, not many <laughs> people can do. How about this? I've even, I have an even better idea. How about this? Pay in cash for your house. Oh, he says that too. Sometimes. Right. Of course. I mean, of course. everyone would like to do that. Now let's talk about what it costs to live in certain areas before you're giving out just vague advice. Yeah, I don't understand parts of this country. Like when when I watch HGTV and I see
1: what home like these like four bedroom homes fully renovated, they're like what do you think this house goes for? And the person would be like, 305.
0: (laughs) That's actually 280. Right. Meantime (laughs) here, it'd be 610. Yeah, it's insane. Right. Well, they also have nowhere to work where those places are. Yeah, that I've wondered about too.
1: I also like in those places where people go like this. They go like, that. "I'm trying to shorten my commute. Currently, I have to drive 15 minutes to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 too much.
0: I want to I want to go green. I want to walk to work.
1: Yeah, I would like to work. I need to be able to
0: bike to work. So that's one of my requirements. 20 after five on a Tuesday morning, we are just getting started. It is the warm up show, taking you to six o'clock when we go when we join Boomer and Geo. I'll go away al and jerry social distancing before it was cool 25 after 5 on a tuesday morning before it was cool thank you zach what's up al what else you got
1: i got a uh, tweet here jerry from someone who's listening right now let me grab before his name name is matt Metz. checking in he says he was at the doctor's office yesterday and noticed people wearing flip-flops is this a bad idea in a doctor's office
0: uh, people wear flip flops everywhere in the yeah. Summer. Like literally, you go you go um, to the supermarket, Flip yeah. flops, flip flops. You go to Lowe's, flip flops. So I don't know why that would be different in the yeah. Uh, in the doctor's office, it's I think, disgusting.
1: I think I know what he's saying because I will wear when I'm being summer al like down the shore al. I will wear flip flops and I'll go to the supermarket with them. I'll go to Lowe's with them, that sort of thing. But I would feel like if I went to the doctor's office that. I feel like doctors' offices are just have concentrated germs because everyone in there hundred percent has some sort of illness, otherwise they wouldn't be in the doctor's office so and you those worry about
0: germs infecting your feet yeah why
1: you ever see people I don't know I feel like the feet are susceptible to germs people get like toe fungus you get under the nail fungus yeah fungus among us.
0: i don't I don't think it's a big deal.
1: So you would be okay I, with it? No, You're I, not I, a flip flop guy at all.
0: I I think, I think feet are disgusting. I yeah. don't want to see anyone's feet. I'm not going to wear slides or flip flops yeah. ever. Um, so I wouldn't. You're do out. It. But people do it everywhere, so it doesn't. Whatever.
1: Let I me ask you this then, one more that I promise I'll move on, Jerry. Are you a socks or no socks with sneakers in the summer guy?
0: I always wear low socks. I wear yeah, them all me the too. Time. Because if you don't wear socks in your sneakers, you can, A, blisters, B, like the uh, the, the sole comes up, and that's never good. Your feet sweat. It's disgusting. You've got to have low socks on. It doesn't your look s- like I'm wearing socks, but I'm wearing them.
1: Your sneakers smell. Your feet yes. smell.
0: Explain this one to me because you bring disgusting. up the doctor's office. Yeah. I find this well, interesting. Matt Metz did. Now, let's go Matt Metz. I, I forget the feet thing. I mean, it's, I think it's gross, but whatever. You want to flip-flop, wear flip-flops. Why have we not, to your point... If usually you go to the doctor's office because there's something wrong with you. Yes. I mean, unless you're going for a physical, which obviously some people do. But for the most part, people are sick when they go to the doctor. Why have we not been wearing masks in the waiting room forever?
1: I agree. And they finally removed, like, magazines from the doctor's offices because those are disgusting. disgusting. Is that true? Yeah, because disgusting sick people are thumbing through magazines, probably licking their fingers licking their to turn fingers. the pages, right?
0: Yeah, how about that? You know what it goes to show is how resilient we have been yes in the past the fact that we can kind of you know battle through people being sick and being around it and that's the thing about this stupid virus it's almost as if he's got coronavirus stay away like you got he's got to like spray you with his talk like it's not like you it's almost as if if you look at someone with it you're going to get it it's yes. not that simple but that's like the mentality now
1: also, if you get it, you're going to die, is the mentality also. Like, we're like, Spencer Dinwiddie has it. Well, he's dying.
0: Well, Not I don't, true. You know what? I don't get that sense, actually. Anymore. Fake news. I think I get, the, to me, from talking to people, and Brian Monzo posts the stats every night. Yes. Oh, you notice, notice oh that. I do. And he posted last night how, again, everybody who passes away is a big deal. Don't misunderstand me. But when you look at the numbers going back two months to now, they have drastically declined i think the bigger concern is being sick and what is the after effect of it more so like i don't see anybody i certainly know people that have tested positive and are positive right now they're not worried about dying they're worried about how long is this going to last and am i going to be okay when it's gone or is it going to basically cause damage to my insides i think that's the the bigger concern right now but
1: like lingering effects
0: yeah and it's still here
1: all right Jerry, in some more sports news, Kurt Warner thinks that Cam Newton can do for the Patriots what Kurt Warner did with the Cardinals.
0: Wow, how about that?
1: How about that? Take Which him is to the what? the Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl with a no, second they, team? Did he win a Super
0: Bowl, Cam He did not Newton? win a Super Bowl with the Cardinals.
1: I mean, uh, uh, and Cam Newton didn't. Did he win? His, he was in no, a Super Bowl. No, they lost but to the Broncos.
0: Was, yeah, lost to the Broncos. Right, it was the Broncos?
1: Yes, Broncos. Yes. That was in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, no, and right the Cardinals didn't want to Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. They lost Kurt to the Warner. Steelers. Yes, but he did take them there. They did win their conference, and I do think if Tom Brady or Cam Newton did that with the Patriots or the Bucks, I would think that'd be pretty damn impressive. Yeah, they do. And how Get about to the Super Bowl?
1: And how about this? Cam Newton has moved into the top ten now to be NFL MVP.
0: Yeah, if he's healthy, healthy, he's a hell of a player, man. And a hell of a player
1: he has is the favorite to win comeback player of the year.
0: Well, I would say if he is in the top 10 of MVP odds or whatever you were saying. Yes, that's I what I I would like was. to think that would make him player of the year as well. Yes.
1: What about this as a betting man a parlay situation? Parlay, a double
0: bet, Jerry. Comeback player of the year MVP? Yes. I I like that idea. I only my only question would be if I'm going to vote for him for MVP, would I waste another vote on Comeback Player of the Year or would I give it to someone else?
1: No, I think you, I think it's cool that an MVP and Comeback Player of the Year is the same guy. You do, but I would be concerned <laughs> about how they vote about it.
0: If I'm going to bet my money, I want to make sure oh. I know what the hell I'm betting. Oh, that's what you're betting, Jerry.
1: And that's, yeah. what, make the, that's what makes the odds a little tastier. A little tasty. That's right. Exactly. By the way, I just mm.
0: saw on CBS they showed uh, the forecast. Yeah, they said chance today of showers, thunderstorms, heavy wind, and hail. Other than that, it's going to be lovely. Oh, <laughs>
1: sounds like a great day.
0: And those are chances. So that's happening go. today. Those are uh, there's a chance for that to happen. Oh. Doesn't mean it could be sunny all day. Might not see. It. I feel like that's the summer forecast every day, and yeah, you know, around here, lots of sunshine, heat, humidity, and a chance for a monsoon. Yeah. Depending upon where you are.
1: Right. The skies may open up and all heaven might fall down on, uh, oh. on top of you in the form of rain. Or it's going to be a beautiful sunny day. Right. That's how it was living in Florida. Florida had every day, and anybody who's ever vacationed to Florida knows this, like in the middle of the day, you would get a torrential downpour.
0: Yes, and then it would go away and it'd be sunny. I've noticed, yes. though, the last few years I've gone, those quick burst showers have really elongated like the warm-up show has elongated that, yeah like we were there la- the last two years we were there you know you you always expect that four o'clock 20 minute storm and then a yeah. gorgeous night i tell you the last couple of years we were there when it rained it rained and i mean for a couple of hours and it wasn't a quick hitter i mean it was it was awful it kind of ruined the night for the most part
1: so, i blame global warming
0: okay that's fine <laughs> Oh, whatever.
1: That seems to be that that's what you say.
0: Uh, Yeah, I would say that that's probably true. If Eddie was here, he would tell us how the polar ice caps are melting. And yeah. New York City will be underwater in eight years, and your your new condo is going to be gone in 10, so you better make sure you sell it before that happens. So, yes, I no.
1: get it. I will be underwater at the Jersey Shore after I'm long gone.
0: I would think so. I would think so. I remember, so. I think it was 60 Minutes, I forget, but one of those news shows, I want when I was a teenager, I remember was explaining to us how Cape Cod was going to be underwater by like 2010. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last I checked, it's still, it's still there.
1: And California was going to break off of the United States. Yes, that was float another way.
0: Yes, that was another uh, California was going to end up being an island. But wasn't that more because they were worried about the fault line and an earthquake yeah. breaking it off? an right.
1: earthquake would just snap it right off. And one morning you'd wake up and the news would be like, California just snapped off and floated away, right. everybody.
0: And I guess theoretically that's still possible, but... That, those are two things we heard about a lot that have not happened yet.
1: Yeah. When I was in uh, either grammar school or junior high, the there was a special on TV with Nostradamus.
0: Yes, I remember it this. It scared the
1: hell out of everybody.
0: Yes, because supposedly he nailed everything. When he, yeah. Okay,
1: whatever. He nailed all these things from the past. Then it was going to be like, there's going to be famine and, and a drought that's going to kill everyone. Then the great floods are going to come. And I remember in school the next day, people were
0: scared. I'm sure they were. What did he say about 2020?
1: I don't remember. Pandemic. I think we would all be dead by towards... now.
0: <laughs> I mean, Nostradamus. About, how about we we talked about this the other day. The things that have happened, that are still happening, and that can happen this year. Nostradamus type a year. I'm gonna
1: Google. The problem with it right now, if I Google like what Nostradamus predicted, they're they're gonna give me all fake things. They're gonna be like Probably. Nostradamus predicted, you know, predicts everything, you know, the the World Trade Center, all they, they they predict that but but they read into everything. It'd be like a giant metallic eagle and they'd be like that's an airplane. <laughs> right. You know like they people do their own interpretation of Nostradamus.
0: That is very true. I would like to know what he said about 2020 though if you can find that. All right, google. I'm going to google that a little bit later on. Cuz this year, man, you can take this year and return it. It you could take been, this here, Jerry, and shove it. What a mess! I am telling you, from start to finish so far, it has been crappy. But hopefully, hopefully, we're getting better. We'll see. Twenty-five in front mm. of six. Believe it or not, we got to take a break already. How okay. About that? Uh, quick break, quicker than normal. I got a and Zeke then, Elliott
1: story for you coming back, Jerry.
0: I'm interested in this one because mm. I read the details. The deets. I almost feel like both sides are right. That's a radio. Okay. Please. Oh. And then mm. six o'clock, Boomer and Geo on the fan. Alan Jerry now offering contact-free delivery. All right, coming up on a quarter to six, a little bit before then. Um, Alan Jerry with you until Boomer and Geo at six o'clock. You know, one thing we've talked about on the podcast. So this is kind of like a podcast follow-up, Al, if you will. Okay. Good. Has been, and I know we'll get to Zeke in a second has been the use of surveillance cameras and the fact that the quality, even though you and I might have the sharpest H D cameras, you know, outside of our homes, that these ones around these cities still stink. And so CBS just yes. ran a news piece that had video surveillance of what looked like a woman being mugged and robbed by a man. And he took her he basically wrestled her to the ground, took her backpack and just walked away like, you know, it was another you know, another random day for him in his life. And the video footage, they try to, first of all, the video of the incident isn't great. And then they try to, like, freeze frame it to be like, if you see this man, and all I see is a blur. Yeah. There's nothing there. Like, how are these cameras not better in these places? That's awful. Because yeah, they... if that if that camera's better, you'd have a sharp image of this piece of garbage who did this to the woman. Instead, it's, if you know this guy that, got, that has eyes that look like this, let us know. Uh, right I mean,
1: when they when they zoom in, they look they're pixelated like an Atari yes, football like player game. from the '80s.
0: Horrible, absolutely horrible. I don't I don't understand how if you own a building, I would think that that's going to be better off for the safety of the building and the people around it. Just spend the extra nine dollars a month and get a better camera. Yeah, these cameras are cheap now. I know. Step your game up. That looked like a camera from 1986. Yeah. Oh, awful, awful, awful.
1: Jerry, I found a fake Nostradamus uh, thing that was going around Facebook about 2020, but I'm going to read it to you just because this is the way that Nostradamus would have written it. You know what I'm saying? Like with his convoluted language. So this is fake. If you've seen this on Facebook, fake news, sad. It says that Nostradamus wrote in the year 1551, there will be a twin year, 2020, From which will arise a queen, Corona, who will come from the east, China, and who will spread a plague in the darkness of night on a country with seven hills, Italy, and will transform the twilight of men into dust to destroy and ruin the world. Fake. That's fake. But that's how Nostradamus would have
0: written it. Yeah. Sounds real, actually. (laughs) But yeah, I hear you. So someone's posted that. That's where you found that?
1: Well, I found this on Snopes, which is uh, they debunk a lot of these phony things, Jerry. Right. Snopes website. They say that's fake. uh, That sounds like a uh, good website. I like that. Snopes, yeah. They shoot down all your fake news.
0: Sad. S-N-O-P-E-S? Yeah. Snopes.com? Yeah. Mm, I like that. They'll take any sort of
1: like internet story that is going around.
0: Okay, I would be interested in that.
1: All right, yeah, check them out, Jerry, check them out. Uh, Ezekiel get them
0: on the Ezekiel Elliott story.
1: I I might get them on this. Ezekiel Elliott has threatened to sue Sports Illustrated. I see this. Over a weed story controversy. Right. Zeke uh, was uh, on, uh, what's that? Twitch. He was playing a game on Twitch, and he said that he was, quote, low-key faded.
0: Now, I've never heard of this before. Me neither. But I guess that means high in some circles? They say
1: it's a slang. If you say you are low-key faded, it's slang for being high on alcohol and weed at the same time.
0: Okay. Now, he says, he claims he was just feeling it from the beer.
1: He was feeling himself. Yeah. And
0: Jimmy Trainer, I believe, is the writer. Yeah. Jimmy Trainer, who basically suggested that Zeke was high, and now Zeke is threatening to sue Sports Illustrated. Love
1: it. Let's slap him with a lawsuit, Jerry. I
0: kind of agree with both of them. Like, if I'm if what? I'm Ezekiel Elliott. No, no, well, listen to me. If I'm Ezekiel Elliott and I say that it's a slang term, but there's no basis of fact other than he's using a slang term. Right. How do you know exactly what he's talking about? So I kind of understand what he's saying. If I'm Sports Illustrated and I see what the slang term is, why would I not write it? You said it.
1: Hmm, I see what you're saying. It's a tough one. So, like, if I was, if I had two beers and I was very drunk, which would happen, and I said, "I am so wasted right now," that could be weed
0: related, also. I get. I, I would say this: Have you ever drank something, and you actually felt high, as opposed to drunk? I know it sounds weird, but there are like, there are certain alcohols that give you a different feeling. I mean, I don't yes. know. Yes, right? vodka. You would, you would agree with that. Yeah, yes. vodka is different than beers to me. And and drinking tequila gives you a different feeling than if you're drinking Malibu rum. I mean, it, Fair just, enough. Th- right? I mean, the different alcohols give yeah. you a different feeling. So there have been, there well, there was one time I was drinking, I don't want to say which one, but one of the hard ciders is probably the best <laughs> way to put it. Um, and I, rem- I actually remember um, in the backyard saying, I almost feel high, now, if I said that, you could sit there and say, oh, he's smoking weed.
1: Yeah, I would go right to Twitter and say, Jerry just said he was smoking weed.
0: I think I, I said I felt high. But I've never, I haven't done that, like, ever. But you could definitely take the leap of faith that if I felt high, that must mean you were smoking. So, I don't know. I I, I understand both sides to this. And ultimately, this is going to go nowhere. Ezekiel, at least, not spending his money to sue Sports right. Illustrated. And, you know, Sports Illustrated is not going to apologize. We'll forget it. we move on. But... At the end of the day, whatever.
1: Zeke was trying to
0: scare him, though. Oh, I, I guess. Sue I mean, you. he's got the money to sue them if he wants to go yeah. to court. But you know what? If you're going to waste your time and money, you better make sure you can win it. That's hmm. right. Otherwise, I what suppose are we doing? it'd I, just be
1: fun to take Jimmy Train to the court.
0: I I don't know that he would have to go to court, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> he'd do some Seinfeld reference and a Howard Stern is awesome reference.
0: You and he be just thrown right in court. Looking at this and like, this is what we're here for, guys? Yeah,
1: this is what we're here for. Are you
0: aware what's going on in the world? <laughs> this is why we're here?
1: Yes, we're wearing our masks, but I am suing Jimmy Traynor oh and goodness. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Here's what I would demand if I was Zeke Kelly. I'd be like, I, won't, I will withdraw this lawsuit, but I get on the cover every week during football season.
0: Well, you better run just, for 100 yards every week then, and just win some games. slap
1: me right on the cover every week.
0: That can be good and bad, Al.
1: If you if you
0: run for seventeen yards and you lose a tough game to the Packers, you really want to be on the cover that week? No. No, I do
1: not. Right. Okay. Only the games we win and I do well. Cover.
0: Do you think there's gonna be football? Because I don't. Yes. I really I don't. You do, huh? If they cancel football, Jerry. Like wasn't yes, let me ask you this. And I know I don't want to really I don't want to talk about this stupid virus, but because it's a it's gonna be a portion of the show because of what we talked about with the Nets and the couple of baseball players. Yes. If we have a day like yesterday Where, so for the Nets, as I mentioned before, no Durant, Irving's out, DeAndre Jordan's out. Spencer Dinwiddie is arguably their best player now. I don't even, actually, I don't even think it's arguable. I I think he's that good. If he didn't play and doesn't play, which right now is possible, that is on the table, since he tested positive. I'd say it's probable. That he doesn't play? Yeah. I don't know that it's, you might be right. You might be right here, but we don't know yet. But let's say he doesn't play. If this happens to a few more teams, does the NBA not step up and say, like, this is not these teams aren't even representative of what they are? It's all, it's almost going to start to feel like scab basketball, if in fact more teams have this happen to them.
1: Scab basketball. Like, all right, let me come here's get a, here's some.
0: A, here's a good question: LeBron James tests positive on July seventeenth, and he can't play for the first handful of games, and opts out. Is Does the league sit there and say, you know what, this ain't worth it?
1: Right. Then you're going to have Fugazi basketball. Uh, you have Fugazi baseball because of the amount of games played. We're going to end up with Fugazi football, all as Nostradamus predicted back in 1551, Jerry. I
0: thought you just said that that was uh, the Joneses that said that, that wasn't true.
1: No, uh, that wasn't true. But this part where he says uh, – there will be a great virus that stops all professional sports. <laughs> <laughs> he said that in 1551. He wrote that down. There wasn't well, even professional sports then. No one even knew just, what he talked about. It has not about. stopped
0: NASCAR or golf, so that's not true. Nostradamus. Back. They are back. And I do think baseball is going to be played. Well, but
1: Nostradamus said real sports that people care about.
0: I guess I'm just worried about the content. I really like the basketball and the football I'm concerned about. and And, and – Where are we with the, like, If how about this? Here's a good one, too. Let's say the the deaths continue to decline, but the virus is on the rise. There are those that believe that the severity of the virus has been reduced.
1: Yes. Weakened.
0: Does that make people more comfortable as we go forward or no? Or when we go back to when this started... The experts said, until there's a vaccine, this isn't going away. Will they say they'll have a vaccine by December? Is at the end of the day, are we just gonna have to, you know what, bite the bullet and know that we'll be fine once December comes? But until then, this is what it is. Which is hard to accept. Well, 2020 when
1: it's not would even be the July worst year ever, then, if that were the case.
0: Well, is it far-fetched? Well, it's, it's in the running right now. It is in the running, and that idea is very real, of that happening. Like. This whole time I've been like, nah, we're going to figure this out before we have to worry about the vaccine. That's so far down the road. Well, you know what? It's really not that far down the road right now, and it seems like the best answer. Vaccines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or therapy or drugs. Yes. Which we don't have either. So, Mike's in my ear. we got to take a break. What uh, did Nostradamus one... <laughs> say about therapies and <laughs> ears? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Oh. As a matter of fact, I will have that answer on the other side of this break. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. couple minutes till we get you to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo, then Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, DeAndre Jordan of the Nets testing positive for coronavirus. Jordan out for the restart of the NBA and uh, Dinwiddie undecided. Uh, one other thing, Al, about this coronavirus, because, I, again, I have the news on, and I'm watching this video of this woman who freaks out because she's not allowed to shop without her mask on. Yes. I... I, I I'm. I'm I want to go live on an island. I swear to God, I I don't understand. I really, I don't understand the hard-headedness of some people. I really don't. If we just do a few things for a few months, we might actually get back to being normal. Instead, some of these people want to prolong it. I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Do what you want in your home. Do what you want on your private property. But if there are rules in place, just follow the damn rules for a few months. Is it that hard, honestly?
1: I follow the rules, Jerry. When I go to the supermarket, God. I put a mask on. When it's, I get out of it, I take it right
0: off. It, it's not that hard, and it's really not that big a deal either. ay yi Everybody wants to fight the system so often. Come on. Whatever. And then everybody's got the cameras, which is good and bad. It's just ay-yi-yi. Oh, God. What else?
1: Colin Kaepernick, Jerry, will be the subject of a six-part series on Netflix about his high school years. Okay. Now, I'll tell you why I'm not interested in this because it's not a documentary. I'm only interested in documentaries. So at what this is it? Point. I think it's like a like, like a recreation. Th-
0: I think so. See, I don't like those either. Boring. Like the, it's funny because the the Grant one that I'm watching, although I haven't watched it in a week, it has to be because it was so long ago, and I think it's well done. But for the most part, I'm with you. I don't want to see recreations. Yeah, I need real.
1: People like I watched, uh, may I recommend a uh, Netflix documentary? Sure, sports related. Uh, it's called Athlete A, it's about that creep Larry Nassar, yes, the, uh, sure, and uh, U.S. Olympic, uh, the U.S. women's gymnastics team, yep, and all the uh, the athletes he molested. And Luckily, he's been thrown in jail, Jerry, but it's very good. It's got a, a bunch of the women, July 1st, who- oh, 1987. On.